radio personality Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less can cause malfunction. On three hours sleep, here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. Hi. Two good things. First, you're here. Thank you for listening. And secondly, I'm obsessed with coffee and pumpkin spice is now available on the menu. Things don't get much better than that. Things have been a little hectic, always busy with work. And then on top of that, I love being a mom, but I don't love getting those calls that your son has been injured while playing some sporting event with his fraternity. Needed to go to the ER, had to get some stitches, had a broken tooth, had to go to the dentist. It was kind of an ordeal. And I tend to not handle those moments very well. According to my 16-year-old son who says, you panicked. And I did. You know, I always think that I would make a good nurse because I'm a nurturing person, but I panic. And so nurses don't panic. That wouldn't be a good fit. I would have to figure out my poker face. Uh, But when it comes to my kids, I don't have one. He's going to be fine, by the way. It's just it was one of those moments um, where things were a little jarring for me. And of course, you love being told by your 16-year-old son, you freak out. That's always comforting. It's like, I'm sorry. When your son FaceTimes you with blood, what am I supposed to do? You know, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I'm picking up dinner, paying the guy at the register, and then all hell breaks loose. If you're just joining for the first time, you can also listen to the morning show that I'm a part of. It's Jim, Deb, and Kevin. And you can stream it on 95.5 WFMS. Uh, I love when people say, can you not get a better shift? You have to get up so early. It's like, that is a good shift. <laughs> the hours are not ideal, but it's the good shift. So um, it is what it is. I, I'm obviously used to not getting a whole lot of sleep, hence the name of this podcast, Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. I seem to manage okay. Uh, my two co-hosts, Jim and Kevin, they require a little more sleep and they're much better about staying regimented and getting consistent rest. We're on from uh, 5 until 10 Eastern time if you'd like to stream us live. And then, of course, thank you for joining me here. This podcast started uh, back in March, I believe it was, March, April, somewhere around there. And something I've wanted to do for a long time, uh, finally got around to it with the extra time that we had during the pandemic. And I'm writing my first book. And if you love country music, then you'll love this book because I take you behind the scenes on what goes on in radio, specifically country radio, and uh, what's happened over the last several years that I've been doing this, which has been about 27. You know, that really great interview that we just nailed and we were so proud of, only to find out that the microphone wasn't plugged in. Did we admit our wrongdoing, or did we just act like it was recording the entire time? Because we noticed the microphone unplugged halfway through. You'll have to find out. You can download two free chapters Go to Deborah Honeycutt Media on Instagram. Follow me there. You'll get updates on the book, the podcast, radio in general, and you'll find out exactly when the book will be released. We're in the final stages. Today, it is episode 12, if you can believe that, Four Secrets to Success. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is from time to time, we will get students who like to job shadow us uh, in the studio. You know, maybe they're studying radio television. Maybe they're not sure if they want to go into radio. And so they just want to see what it's all about and get a behind-the-scenes look. And sometimes those students are from Butler University, and that's my alma mater. And this one particular student, it's been a couple of years since she came in and job shadowed. Her name was Maddie. Very sweet girl. Took lots of notes. She was doing this for a class. After she job shadowed that day, she said, do you mind if I sit down and interview you? I have some questions. 
it's part of my grade. And I said, sure. And she went through her questions. And the very last one is one I will never forget. Because at the very end of the interview, she said, how would you respond to someone who asked you, what is the secret to success? You know, the guys and I have had success. We've won some awards and we have a, a great chemistry together. We have a great working relationship. And I think there are four key elements that we adhere to that created this great recipe for success. So I shared those with Maddie. I think it's great advice for someone who is going to college, someone who has just graduated from college, starting out, maybe someone who wants to even switch careers. You've been in the workplace and you want to change fields, you're changing your industry, or maybe you're staying where you are, but you're not feeling like you're climbing the ladder where you want to go. These are four things that I've always done from the very first radio station that I worked for out of Butler. Uh, it was a hip hop station to where I've worked now for the last 27 years. This is the blueprint for success. It's a four-step process. Number one, first thing I told Maddie, say yes when everyone says no. When I started out my very first radio job, I would hear people who had already been, you know, full-time employees there for many years suggesting that something needs to get done. And then I would hear other people say, well, that's not my job. That's not why I was hired. Well, who's going to do that? Because I'm not. And so I quickly started saying, I can do that or give it to me and I'll take care of it. And I became a person of credibility pretty quickly because they needed something done and they knew that I would follow through. So when you're hearing other people around you kind of passing the buck, wanting to designate something that they could do to somebody else, first of all, they're not creating very much job security for themselves. But secondly, that's a perfect opportunity for you to step up to the plate. I said yes when everyone else said no. Now, that doesn't mean I always knew what I was doing, which leads me to the second rule on my list. Number one, say yes when everyone says no. Number two, say yes when you don't know. There were many times I had no idea how to do something. But I'm a big believer on figuring things out. Figure it out, especially with Google nearby. You can figure it out or you can ask somebody or you can find out how something was done in the past and then put your own spin on it. I love to bake, and so I bake for others uh, on occasion, and there was a time I got this really elaborate order. I had no idea how to do what she asked me to do. She, you know, it was one of those things, like, can you create this for my son? And, and it was extremely elaborate. And if you know anything about baking, it involved fondant. And I thought to myself, I have no idea. And I didn't want to say I didn't know. And so I told her yes. I told her yes. I booked the order, and I figured it out. Actually, I had a great time doing it too. You know, YouTube is perfect for things like that. So say yes, even when you don't know. And then go figure it out. And, and rule number two, I think part of the reason I've adopted that philosophy is I don't like being told no. I'm a little stubborn in that regard. I don't like being told that something can't happen. I remember one time we got offered to do an interview with Danica Patrick. Uh, she was going to be one of the drivers in the Indy 500. We were offered to do an interview and we had somewhere else to be and trying to get in and out of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, not an easy feat. And so the easy thing to say would have been, we can't make it happen. I don't like being told no, and I don't like saying no. I don't like passing up an opportunity. Took some wrangling a little bit, and she was going to be doing a press event for a deodorant that she was endorsing. And I said, can we come to that? 
and then we'll talk to her backstage. But I didn't want to say no. And we made it work. And we got the interview. So number one on the blueprint to success, the number one rule, say yes when everyone says no. Let them bury themselves and you'll be the one to shine. Number two, say yes even when you don't know. And then go figure it out. Number three rule that I shared with Maddie that day. Be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to give some things up and climb the ladder a little bit. You know, this doesn't happen overnight. And to give you an example of that, my very first shift, now I want you to think about this. I've just graduated college. I'm in the prime stage where everybody likes to go out and have a good time at the bars. New Year's Eve. I'm talking New Year's Eve when the clock strikes midnight, when everybody's at a party and they all celebrate and they lean over for the kiss. So my shift as a radio personality was going to be overnights. And my very first shift on the air was midnight until 6 a.m. And I remember dancing in my apartment when I got hired, so thrilled. And then I saw the schedule and I thought, oh, that's a little bit inconvenient. I was invited to a party. All my friends are going to be together. And I can't be there. But you have to be willing to sacrifice. That's just part of life. But especially if you're trying to get to a place where you're successful in your career, you have to be willing to give some things up, let some things go. You know, it might have seemed inconvenient at the time, but giving that up and, and losing out on a night of fun certainly paid off because I get to work with two really great people and enjoy everything that I do, and I love my job. Don't always love the hours, but I do love my job. So number three in this blueprint for success, be willing to sacrifice it will pay off in the long run. Nothing happens overnight. It's a process. Number four on the list. This is the fourth thing that I shared with Maddie. And it's probably the easiest. The number four rule in the blueprint for success, do the work. There are no shortcuts here. I remember this conversation that I had with Maddie. And I told Maddie that I think she has an advantage when it comes to this. You could tell she wanted to do the work. She put her time into preparing her interview questions. She was very vigilant about listening to my answers and getting those recorded. You know, we live in an instant gratification society where everybody wants what they want and they want it now. Smartphones at our fingertips. And sometimes my kids included can expect things to happen instantly. But you have to put in the work. You're going to move ahead and you will climb the ladder if you do the work. Don't be one of those people that says, that's, that's not my job. Don't be one of those people that mails it in and then doesn't understand why you didn't get promoted. You know, do the work. And if you don't like the way things are happening, then find a solution. You know, side note for that number four, as easy as it is to say, do the work, sometimes it's tough work. Sometimes you have to labor a little bit. But there's no substitution for hard work. And that's what gets noticed. Do your job. Those are four key rules that I believe are a great blueprint for success. And I want to share two quick stories with you about two interns that we've had intern with The Morning Show. One is a perfect example of how to nail an internship. And the other one is a perfect example of how to not get hired. And of course, with the latter, we'll call him Tom. Tom struggled a little bit. And, and we'll get to that here in a moment. 
Uh, the first intern, that was Kennedy. You probably heard us talk about her on the radio. Uh, we've we've shared photos and posts about her on social media. Kennedy was a great asset to our morning show. Now, keep in mind, Kennedy also was not in college. Kennedy was a senior in high school, and she still nailed it. So to give you a brief update, you know, in high school, she's a senior. Kennedy had something that not everyone has. Kennedy had initiative. You know, she didn't show up and then just check a box as if to say, hey, I'm here. I'm present and accounted for. I did everything you told me to. It, that's not how she approached this internship. Kennedy did all of that and then some. She said yes, even when she didn't know. And then she went and figured it out. She would often say, if I needed something done, well, I could probably do that for you. I mean, I'm not sure, but I can figure it out. She responded that way on several occasions. When I say she took initiative, she showed up with ideas and suggestions. She didn't just show up and say, what do you want me to do? Give me my list of things that I can start checking off boxes. She showed up with ideas, features that we could use on the show. You know, whether we use them or not, obviously our discretion, but she showed up and said, here are some ideas I have for you. She said yes when I asked her to take on additional responsibilities and never complained about it. One of those things that she did was create the logo for my podcast. I was telling her about the podcast and how I was wanting to get it started. And it's something I've had in my notes for, you know, so many months. And I described what I wanted the podcast logo to look like and that I needed to get it created. Next thing I know, she is sending mock-ups of designs that she has created on her computer. She's very artistic and creative in that way. Which, by the way, that same logo that was created by a high school senior was given great reviews by a professional in the marketing industry when I shared it with them not that long ago. Amazing. I mean, that's, that is a wonderful compliment to Kennedy. So intern Kennedy, as we called her, was eager to learn and she was eager to work. I'm telling you, we would hire her today if it was up to us. Now, she wants to go to college and recently moved in, started her first week at Belmont, and I'm thrilled for her, and I'm excited to see big things happen for her. But I'm hoping she comes back and, and joins us part-time in the summer or something because she is an asset. And the three of us would give her a recommendation without hesitation. So great job, Kennedy. And that's exactly what I'm talking about on, on doing the things that maybe aren't always in your job description. Stepping outside of your comfort zone, saying yes, and you may not know exactly how you're going to accomplish that yes, but you're going to go and figure it out. Okay, then there's Tom. God love him. Oh, how do I say this? Well, Tom didn't work out. Um, I'm obviously going to be discreet about this. I'm not looking to out anybody, but I am wanting to share our experience because it's true life. It's, it's what happened. And I think that we handled it as best as we could. Tom would be the only intern that we never saw to completion. We had to part ways with Tom. And let me tell you why. You know, Tom lasted seven weeks. Um, Tom's internship was only supposed to be for eight. Um, I should point out, it was not a full seven weeks. And that's because of COVID. We were not in studio. So in my opinion, Tom had the easiest internship you'll ever hear about. Because instead of five days a week, we only had him joining us two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He had some other commitments. He had a part-time job. So we agreed to two days a week over the summer. 
And in that seven weeks that he was with us, so you do the math, that would be 14 days total that he had to kind of log in similar to a Zoom link. He can see the studio and what goes on. He never made it the entire 14 days. You're already cut down to two days a week. It's the easiest internship I've ever heard of. And if he made it on a Tuesday, then he wouldn't attend on a Thursday. Or if he showed up on a Thursday, then Tuesday, he would be a no-show. And sometimes no call, no text. And we live on our smartphones. We're a society that is always on our phones. Unless you're my father-in-law who still has a flip phone and along with Andrew Luck. Not only does my father-in-law still use a flip phone, I'm blown away to even admit this. I've got to share this really quickly. He was at my house last month and he shared with me that yes, he's used a flip phone for the last nine years, but it's the same phone, meaning he has never upgraded in nine years. Is your chin on the floor right now? I couldn't believe it. He's never upgraded. I mean, I know most of us use smartphones, but for those of you who have a flip, flip phones have had some added features to them over the years. Nope. My father-in-law doesn't want any part of it. I, I asked him, why haven't you upgraded? And he said, well, I don't need to. This one works just fine. <laughs> so he has never upgraded. It's the same flip phone when he purchased it nine years ago. So back to intern Tom. You know, Tom was a no-show on occasion a couple of times. And even though we live on smartphones, no message, no text, no email. So I would send him a message. Hey, you doing okay? We didn't see you online this morning. And then he would respond, oh, my apologies. And then give me whatever reason that he wasn't able to make it. And I think the frustrating part for me and my co-host to me, you you treat your internship like it's your job because it certainly could become one one day. So on a couple of occasions, we asked Tom a question. You know, those were the times that he had turned his camera off. Was he there? Was he getting a sandwich? We didn't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Remember, we were just Zooming. He's not in studio with us. He's at home. Did he fall asleep? Did he log in, go back to bed? Who knew? Another time, Tom said he had internet problems. Now, keep in mind, this was in the final week after the week prior, I'd had a conversation with Tom, and I was very friendly about it, but I said, hey, we need to get on the same page. We only have a couple of weeks left, and I want you to get something out of this. So knowing we'd had that kind of awkward conversation, he was a no-show. And I, I sent him the message. And then toward the end of our show, he ended up messaging and saying that um, Tom said that he had internet problems and he wasn't able to connect that morning. You know, when I say that morning, he's supposed to be connected with us at 6 a.m. I think that was the part that kind of left me in, in disbelief because you have a smartphone. Find a solution. I had internet problems during the pandemic once. We were all broadcasting from home. It wasn't my option to just say, ah, I had internet problems. So I drove to Lowe's. Someone had told me that Lowe's has a free Wi-Fi. And I sat and I broadcast in the Lowe's parking lot so I could still be a part of the show. Another time I used my sister's Wi-Fi, and this was with COVID going on, so I couldn't go in her home. Everybody was quarantined. And I sat outside on her curb using her Wi-Fi password, and I broadcast with my laptop sitting on the dash of the car. But that's what you do. You figure it out. Now, I would like to point out that she never brought me a Pop-Tart. Nothing. 
not a glass of orange juice. <laughs> I mean, what are sisters for? Come on, where's the love? I'm kidding. But my point is, you figure it out. You know, there's a million Starbucks with free Wi-Fi. So to answer Maddie's question, what is the secret to success? You don't do what Tom did. Because that's not going to get you anywhere in life. No one will hire Tom if he continues down that path. Now, to Tom's credit, he wrote me and he apologized. We addressed this. You know, I, we felt like it was doing him a favor because we want him to be successful. He's a great kid. We shared how he should be making some improvements on, you know, specific things. And he responded back that this was not his best performance and that it was not fair to the morning show. And then we agreed to chalk it up to a life lesson because I guarantee he won't make this same mistake twice. You know, those four key things, those four rules are the great blueprint for success. And I want to repeat those for you one more time before I give you a, a fifth bonus, if you will. Number one, say yes when everyone else says no. Everyone else will end up writing themselves off. I was always saying yes, and they gave me a chance. It led to an opportunity. Number two, say yes even when you don't know and then scramble to figure it out. Number three, be willing to sacrifice. Be willing to be inconvenienced. It will pay off down the road. The fourth step in this blueprint for success, do the work. You can't skip over that part. That's the most important. Intern Tom, you have to do the work. Even when the work's pretty watered down to 14 days, two days a week, you have to show up. Okay, I want to offer you a bonus tip. This just came up recently. I was at an appearance, uh, my first appearance, and I can't tell you, you know, since before the pandemic. So I was looking for my lanyard and my staff shirt. It felt so weird. I thought, I haven't done this in forever. It's almost foreign to me. So I went out to my appearance, and while I was there, I met one of our new part-timers. She shared with me that she loves taking photos for concerts. She showed me some of the stuff that she's done. One of the photos has been featured or published in a magazine. And she said, yeah, maybe, I don't know, but I was hoping maybe I could do some of this for your station. And I said, well, have you told anybody about this? And I gave her my best advice. And that is don't wait for that opportunity to land in your lap. Create it. Don't wait on that phone call. I mean, you could be waiting two years if you're hoping that someone tells somebody else and somebody else gets it back to the manager and the manager takes the initiative to give you a call. I mean, who knows how long that could take. Create the opportunity. Don't wait on the phone call. Show people what you can do for them. So I love to do creative things on the side. It keeps my mind busy and it's enjoyable for me as an outlet. And so one of the things I love to do in addition to baking is graphic design. And I thought this would be cool to do this part-time for a company. So I looked online and I pitched a company in California who is a, a PR firm. And they have a creative business. And so I knew that I needed to stand out. I wanted to appear different from all the other resumes that end up on their desk. So I started my introductory sentence or what I call a hook sentence with something that would really grab their attention. I mean, rule number one, do not start your letter with, hello, Mrs. Janning, my name is, because that resume goes straight to the trash. Instead, start your very first sentence with something memorable about yourself. So I'm going to read that hook sentence, if you will, or actually the hook paragraph that I had. Here's how it started. Dear Mr. Johnson, more than 30 years ago, as ZZ Top strummed the first note of their guitar at their Indianapolis show, blood gushed from my nose while sitting in the top row of the stadium. 
Luckily, I now work as a morning show personality for a local radio station where my seats are much closer. I also geek out creating graphics. That was my opener, my hook, because I wanted them to want to read more. And you only have a very short time to make a good first impression. Well, guess what? I was hired. Not only was I hired, the owner of the PR firm called to say that it left a lasting impression. Now, here's the important part. He didn't want to hire someone remotely. He's in California. I'm in Indiana. Obviously, there's a time zone difference. However, he said my letter was so intriguing that it convinced him otherwise. He hired me. I created an opportunity. You have to do that for yourself. Things happen so quickly. People get so bogged down with clutter and, and being in that instant gratification world that we live in that waiting for something to drop in your lap, that could take forever. You don't have time for that. So create your own opportunity. Not really on my list of four rules, but certainly a number five in standing out and being noticed and hopefully for you in getting hired. Take those four tips, apply them to your life in whatever stage that you are when it comes to uh, your job or your career. They've served me well over the years. and They've been a great blueprint for success. You know, for those of you who love sports, my husband is a coach. He also uh, has his teaching degree. He admires coach Nick Saban. He thinks he's a great motivational speaker, has talked about him quite a bit, and I've never really listened to, to Coach Saban, but I went and listened to one of his speeches a year or two ago, and I loved what he had to say about putting in the work. Listen to this. Just like our spring practice right now. You know what my goal with spring practice is? Get the right guys on the bus, get them in the right seats, and get the wrong guys off the bus. So one of these days, you're going to be working in an organization, and somebody's going to try to do that to you. So which one of those people do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody they're trying to get off the bus because you're satisfied with mediocre performance? You know, when I worked for Bill Belichick, we had one sign in the building. It was, do your job. You know, you go in all these places and, you know, you see all these things. One sign, do your job. I love that he is super clear about that. Do your job. Hey, an update on that weight machine. Just because I promised it a few weeks back, I'm not going to let up on this. Still in the front room. Yep. Mm -hmm. Still there. We'll probably be giving you the same update in next week's episode. But there you have it. Don't forget to go to Instagram. Make sure you're following me. We should be friends there. Deborah Honeycutt Media. You can get the two free chapters of the book that I'm writing. It's Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. Thank you for being here. Hope you have a great day.